in for Tarasenko. Kings back in. Tarasenko to Shen. What a save by Quick on Shen with his right leg. That's the save of the game. Doing the splits, going to his right. This is an All the Kingsman post-game podcast. It wasn't. It wasn't a good effort on our our part. We have, you know, that's that's that wasn't good enough for us. Um, you know, they're a good team. They, they played well, uh, but that, that's not good enough. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kingsmen. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. Subscription links and recent episodes can be found at lakings.com slash podcast. Well, the Kings were shut out by the St. Louis Blues on Thursday night. Dave Joseph and Carlin Bay joined me after the game to figure out how we should all feel about it. We are here high above the ice at the Bob Miller Press Box at Staples Center. Joining me tonight, Dave Joseph. How are you doing tonight, Dave? Jesse, I'm doing great, thanks. And I can honestly say tonight I was flawless when it came to calling Kings goals. <laughs> flawless. Yes, you were. Tonight was the best night I've had in my six-plus years of doing PA for the LA Kings. Your voice didn't crack. You got all the nope. pronunciations right. Got them all rang on. Bang on tonight, baby. Nailed it. Bang I don't on. like that joke. And Sorry. also joining us tonight, Carlin Bath. How are you doing tonight, Carlin? I'm okay. Carlin, I'm trying to make light of the situation. It's tough after a 4 nothing loss to, You're telling to, me. to bring a positive. Right, so I'm just trying to lighten things up. It's not... How do I it's lighten? Not jab at the team. How it's... do I lighten his volume in my he- earphones? He's loud. Oh, uh... well, sorry. Yeah, get turn yeah. him down. Turn sorry, the jokes like... down. Turn the Joseph down. I'm the PA announcer. I'm supposed to be loud. Jesus, there we, <laughs> there go. we go. There we go. I won't talk so. Loud. Turn his mic down. No, no I can't hear anything. <laughs> no, you can. But to answer Barely. your question, I'm just okay. Yeah, I'm okay. See, at least I tried to lighten the mood. How are you? I was furious earlier. Here yeah, you go. wanted now, to leave. Now I'm pretty. Now I'm pretty all right. I feel like we talked him off a ledge. Like we were like, "You can go," and he, he's like, "No, no, no." Yeah, he sent a nasty text. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, it wasn't that nasty. No, but you, you could tell that you were mad. There was mm-hmm. anger behind it. Oh, or, or maybe yeah. frustration. No, it was, was literally. It, more frustration or it was, was it literally after the fourth goal, and I said, "Okay, now I'm in for an angry episode." Yeah, because that fourth goal really did make me angry. Um, Why? Before, I mean, before I get to that, okay, uh, there's you know there's no cheering in the press box, blah 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 blah. I've been pretty good over the last whatever four or five years, however long I've been up here. You have pretty good about cheering, pretty good about demonstrative emotional outbursts <laughs> of any sort. Sure, um, but tonight I actually yelled angrily <laughs> at somebody next to me, and it was about that fourth goal. Um, because I felt you could see the third goal coming a mile away, and I felt like you could really see the fourth goal coming a mile away. Two miles away. Yeah, and like that's not to say that Quick couldn't have made the save at the end, because I suppose he could have. But when they made the turnover in the defensive zone, and I took a quick glance at the ice, and I did the numbers math, I went, oh, God, here comes an odd man rush. And in my back of my mind, probably a goal. And it turned out to be a goal. Now, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to claim any sort of psychic powers. Like I said, that they could have missed the open net. Quick could have made the save. They could have botched the pass, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you could see three zones away the seed, the you know, a goal seed being planted. Mm-hmm. And if I can see it from however many, you know, 100 yards away in the press box, uh, 200 feet down the ice. Oh, my God. So I was mad. Um, but I'm I'm over it now. Whatever. You are. Yeah, it's another seem loss. Like it. Nah, I mean, look, whatever. <laughs> they lost. It's another loss in a season full of losses. 
<laughs> I just I worry about Jesse's emotions. You should like let's yeah. let's be real for a second. Yeah, no, I he's yeah, been no, on I'm a roller you. coaster all uh, season long, and people who have listened all season long, <laughs> I've listened to the podcast all season long. It's it worries me. Right. I'm worried you should about see my group him. chat. Yeah. I bet it's insane. I bet it's literally insane because there was a time where you were hopeful. Where before. I would say the last month happened. Yeah. I would say you you hit a, a a wall where you were like, you know what, this is kind of this is kind of fun. it was that last big road trip yeah. in February where, where you they were won like, a couple games. We could pull something off here. Yeah, and then now you're just back in the in well. The so I think I said at the time the if pooper. they won two of the next three games, I yeah. thought they'd make the playoffs. That was your mantra. They they went ahead and lost whatever ten in a <laughs> row instead. So I don't know. And as Digital said before they left tonight, uh, one win in 28 days. That's scary. So that's, yeah. some, good, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah. There, was a, uh, there was a coaching change for the St. Louis Blues earlier in the season. Sure, I don't know if, sure anyone, was. if anyone noticed that. Mm. But uh, Craig Berube took over behind the bench. And, yeah, huh. And they went on a tear, didn't they? They did. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it turns out Jordan Winnington. Uh, Bennington. Bennington. You know, <laughs> I, see, I see what you did there. Uh, might have man, been you're on a roll tonight. You're, I'm going to let you go. I told you. I'm fine roll. with it. Man. I don't know. Lose for Hughes, right? Um, or uh, or I don't know how to rhyme. Uh, Crapo for Caco. Best possible draft oh, pick. I thought that's where you're going with uh, <laughs> Given that there's a lottery. So I don't know what rhymes with that, but. Yeah, I don't know. Totally off topic. Lottery for lottery. A team that um, is up first the draft that. Not only doesn't pick like the first projected mm. overall pick, but like goes totally wild and like skips way down the projected list and like the picks only somebody thing completely I can think out of, of is the year that the Sedin twins went to Vancouver. Okay, because I think Vancouver might have had the first. I mean, this is pulling this off the top of my head, and it was mm-hmm. twenty years ago. But I feel like Vancouver might have had the number one pick and made like five different trades so that they could get the number two and the number three so they could get them so together. They could get them together and whoever took number one was a total bust i think he played i think it was like patrick Agu- no it couldn't have been patrick Agusta, but it was one of the former long beach ice dogs oh okay um i think that was the year and the sedines weren't projected one and two, i'm assuming they were uh, honestly i don't remember but it was okay. it was like the worst draft year in history except for, for the those Sedins. two okay. did you ever see the movie draft day with kevin costner no there's no reason you should have but oh, it's a good movie does it have but, to do with hockey no, no but it's that it's it was football, that kind it was oh. that Similar, kind of right. draft machinations where it's like they yeah. started with the number one pick yeah and they wind up moving down but also getting everything they traded away back it's yeah like, you know not to get you off topic i was just curious i think that's that's the only one i can think of off the top of my head what are you thinking I was just thinking, what's like, your, what, 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 for what if that? we got the pick and we're like, oh my god, we, we can do it. We're gonna pick, and then we don't pick Jack Hughes. <laughs> like, we just go completely random, or do, we're not gonna I don't do think that. You have to worry about that. No, I know we're not going to, <laughs> but like, just I like to, I like to think of worst case scenario, just in everything in my life. I mean, Dean Lombardi swore that if they wound up with the first overall pick in 2008, that he would have taken Dowdy first instead mm. of Stamkos. Mm-hmm. They wound up not getting it, so they dodged that bullet. Mm. Um, not that it's not. I mean, I'd rather have Dowdy than Stamkos, but yeah. the, the fan reaction would have been not so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people already had Stamkos Kings jerseys. Oh my god, <laughs> you're kidding me! Not a ton, just one guy in you? particular. Now, are you sure? I'm I know the definitely. guy you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. who? What? Well, I saw your Twitter post. That's the only reason I know. Secrets it. don't make friends. Did was I? It your Twitter post? It was someone's Twitter post. Who had it? Uh, Dancing boy. The guy that used to dance at the forum uh, and, and, brief- and briefly at Staples Center. Rental yeah. man? No, 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 no. No, no, His no. name's Matthew Barry. Oh. Dancing um, boy. Huh. You remember Dancing Boy? No. This is before my time. 
maybe uh when did he stop being dancing boy 2005 2006 (laughs) or something like that i don't remember i do miss his moves though yeah no and every time that song started in the third period it was like all right here comes the dancing boy yeah yeah i moved here in 07 so the team was awful they played at the forum it was the late 90s or that okay that and nobody was at the game yeah so in his section he had what three or four rows to like roam around and go crazy (laughs) and so in the third period with like seven minutes left six minutes left they played the same song every time yeah and they'd cut to him in the stand and he'd get up and he'd start going nuts and it was and it just got to be like a thing where you heard the song and you just everybody in the building you know 1600 1600 well i mean (laughs) on some nights it might have been but uh but anyway he stopped but anyway he had a stamp coaster um now I'm looking up the Sedin's trap. My mind is just exploding right now. Well, there's a lot to be exploding about. There's a lot to dissect Patrick here. Patrick Steffen. That was the guy. I was uh, going to say that. And nobody ever heard dogs. from Patrick Steffen again, but right. he was definitely on the ice yeah. dog. Hmm. Um, so anyway, the Kings lost. Back to the game. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what? Lost four to nothing. Yeah, they did. Uh, Jack Jablonski couldn't be here tonight. Offered to call in on the phone, and I said, listen, buddy. If they we get got their, you, if Jack. They get their, if they get their heads caved in. We got you. Yeah. Take What's this, up, Jack? Take this one off. And Miss it turns you, out. They got their heads caved in. Mm-hmm. Probably a good move that he took tonight off. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Yeah. What do you think he's doing right now? I know exactly what he's doing right now. What's he doing? He's listening to the iHeartRadio feed of the postgame for me, so I can make sure that it's doing what it's supposed to do. Oh, yeah. uh, what a good behind soldier. the curtain for everybody. What a there good we soldier. go. <laughs> I love it. How about that Ivan Barbashev, huh? Yeah. Barbershop. Barbershop. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> I love that. What a goal. What do we... <laughs> What is that where we're at now? <laughs> What's to be done with these LA Kings, you guys? Oh, I mean, you you you've been addressing it kind of the past couple of podcasts. But I mean, do we just say, all right, the next eighteen is it eighteen or nineteen? Eighteen, I think. The sixteen. Next, is it that few? I feel like it's sixteen now. Games left. We have eight left at home. Let's just right? call it a month. Is the sure. next month? gonna just be miserable because the last game was miserable this game was miserable like the games are just miserable i don't want to i'm tired of lying about it (laughs) i don't know i i think the the people who are the veterans our core that have been here for a while i think they're they're not in denial per se but they're not ready to accept that this is what it is this season Mm -hmm. this is what's happening we're not making the playoffs we're a little bit poopy right now, and <laughs> I think once once That's you a hit, t-shirt right there. what are those? What are those? Um, the stages of grief. The I, last there's one's seven of them, right? Denial. De- there's seven, or there's four. Oh, I, I thought there were seven. Uh, those bargaining. Are the, those are the seven deadly anger. sins. Denial, anger, bargaining. I know acceptance, acceptance is and the, the, the final one. one, right? I thought acceptance was the final one. The final. The last. I'm gonna make me look. Oh it my up. god, Google it. So I feel like <laughs> once once they get to acceptance uh-huh. then they can try and play with a little bit of fire maybe play spoiler maybe realize like let's just sharpen our skills before the season ends or you don't let's think show they've these... accepted it by now i don't know i can't tell i thought How about they had. scoring a goal I, I <laughs> like thought, i'd settle for that <laughs> i thought that they had i interviewed dustin brown at morning skate i want to say three games ago and he said flat out we're not making the playoffs like we have to be a good example for the younger guys that are on our team yep and I thought that that meant acceptance, but it still doesn't feel like it. It still feels like they're confused as to why they're in this position. It still feels like they're mad about what it is that they're doing instead of accepting and 
just lighting a little fire under their butts and being a little less poopy. Like, I just feel like... It's the third it's time not... you use the term poop in this podcast. <laughs> just it saves me three. the trouble of having to What's break the What's the over-under on guitar, guitar references guitar. tonight? I'll, I'll, I can go up to seven. You want me to do it? The over, the like stages we'll of grief. We'll six and a half. Going. Is it seven? Did you Google it's, it? Well, depending on which website you ask, it's five, seven, or eight. But I'm going, what? With, I'm going with five. Denial. Is, are all of them acceptance at the yes. end? Okay. Denial. Anger. Yep. Anger. Yep. Bargaining. Ooh, bargaining. Depression. Ooh. Acceptance. Maybe they're in the depression. I thought stage. I was out of depression into acceptance. Yes. But, but no. <laughs> turns you're out. still in depression. Turns out I'm still very much rooted in depression. <laughs> These guys aren't wired to, to lose. May they're I recommend not. Lexapro? I, or wired I would to accept argue losing. that what? they're very wired <laughs> to lose. <laughs> I set myself up for that one, I guess. But they're not They're not wired to be comfortable with losing, I don't think. I, I think they're... The results suggest... An entirely different narrative. Not looking at the score or the box, uh-huh. they just don't seem like they are in that headspace where I want them to be, which sure. is, we're not making the playoffs, let's play these younger guys, let's help them build confidence. So this is the mystery. What? The playing the younger guys. Because the organization released a video sure. called... Recreating the Kings. Recreating. This yeah. Mm. You don't like Mwah. that? <laughs> Mwah, it's a recreating. Yep. Um, At least that's that's their acceptance. Yeah, but just call it a rebuild. Um, but anyway, in the video, if I'm not misquoting it, they said, we're going to play the young guys. Yeah. But I watched the game, mm-hmm. not so much with the playing the young guys. Yeah. So We talked about this with Dennis Bernstein <laughs> before coming upstairs because my first thing was why the heck did Matt Luff not get played right. as much as he probably And his answer be. is that Johnny Brodzinski gets the minutes instead. He needs to get a look to see right. about him staying here or not because Matt Luff will be here the next year. The problem with what Dennis is peddling. What is he what is the problem? And 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 a caveat here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jesse and Dennis are fighting. So But friendly fighting. Is it? Okay. I like Dennis. We all like Dennis. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. But you are fighting. Well, I'm not prepared to listen to him say nonsense anymore. I don't like it when our dads fight. <laughs> oh, dads. all right. Um, no, look, the problem is uh, Johnny Brunzinski played less than 12 minutes tonight. Yeah. And there's two lines with a right wing position yeah. available that mm-hmm. played more minutes. Mm-hmm. Tyler Toffoli not exactly lighting it up. Mm-hmm. And regardless, like whoever you want to roll on that second line right wing spot, whether it's Kovalchuk or Leipzig or Brown or mm-hmm. however, however you rotate the wings. Brodzinski and Luff are playing the fewest moment minutes, excuse me, yeah. of the four right wingers. So Dennis is the one setting up the Luff versus Brodzinski minute fight. Mm-hmm. And my argument is just all we want is for all of the younger guys to get minutes. Now, Brodzinski's 25. He's about to be 26. So he's not exactly a younger guy. Yeah. But if you want to say. Contract wise, we're yeah, looking at. Yeah. So fine. You want to you want to see if Brodzinski's got what it takes and you want to see if he's an NHL player. OK, here's a ludicrous idea. Yeah. Play Brodzinski with Kopitar instead of Toffoli and play yeah. Luff on the second line with Kempe. And May I interject yep, for a moment? Please. Yeah. Here, here's just a, a little uh, a little nugget, if you will. Mm-hmm. There was a game in Ontario last weekend. Yes. And the rain were on a power play late mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. And Matt Luff did not see any time during that power play. And after the game... An coach, audible gasp from the audience. Coach, <laughs> coach Mike Stuthers <laughs> was asked by a reporter, why didn't Luff play on the power play? And I'm not speaking out of school here. This is in print. Mike Stuthers said, Luffer needed an attitude adjustment, oh, and he got one. Whoa. That was the quote. Uh, is this his three-point night? 
On Saturday? No, I believe this might have been Sunday. That's not great. So, I'm reading between the lines. I don't know what's going on. That's but is great. there is there a message that's being sent to one Matt Luff for whatever attitude adjustment that Coach Mike Stuthers was talking about? I don't know if that if that, that translated to his time with the Kings, well, it, but it very, very well, well could. but it could be. I, that I I want to play devil's advocate here, I, or but give him the benefit of the doubt. I hate phrases. Why am I trying to say them? It's too late. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Don't he say had, phrases. He had just come up and immediately went back down. Yeah, they've been yo-yoing him all Right, all but year. that was like the fifth yo-yo for him. Mm-hmm. The fifth yo-yo. It, and he, or at, maybe at the time fourth, because then he came back up and this was his fifth. But that, that's a lot. Do you think him going down immediately after that Dallas game and then maybe that was the attitude adjustment like he was kind of being sour about it or yeah he may have been but I, I think at this point of the season if you have a waiver exempt guy like that and you can get him down and and the rain are playing three games in three days why not get him down there and, and play him some heavy minutes as much as you can and see what he's got at that level rather than play six or eight minutes here a night can i uh interject well can i third di- third yeah. dimension chess your comment yes absolutely um that's not great Boo on Matt Luff if he needed an uh, attitude adjustment. However, young kid, wouldn't be the first time. Tons of players have had minutes taken away from them in the middle of a game to achieve uh, an attitude adjustment. I'm more concerned about the fact that Mike Southers has no problem saying Matt Luff needed an attitude adjustment, and nobody on the big club will say, we're telling you that we're going to play the young guys. We are not playing the young guys. And P.S., no explanation forthcoming. Um, that's not that not that we're owed an explanation, but it's just we're not seeing what you're saying. Yeah. Or, or yeah. maybe the attitude doesn't exist when he plays with the Kings. Yeah, maybe when he plays with the big club, maybe there is no attitude. Or maybe he gets sent bet. down, and then you know, Coach Stuthers says, you know, what's with the attitude? You're not going to leave the bench for the rest of the game. Right? I think it's a hard. I don't know. It's hard for him. A guy. Every one of those AHL players wants to be an NHL player. Okay. So I bet it's hard for him when he does go down. No matter the reason, regardless of we're just making sure you get some big minutes because we know you'll be up here later. That doesn't matter to him. I feel like it's the goal is for him to be an NHL player. So I can totally see him having a better attitude once he's reaching that goal of being on this bench here in Staples Center. But you also have to put yourself in that position as that player and say, maybe I'm not going to get a lot of minutes with the big club. And the minutes that I do play, I have to play all out. I've got to give the best that she I have does. every single night. Yeah. I, I, right. I'm, but that's the attitude you have to have every single time that you're called up to the big club. And if you get sent back down to Ontario, you still have to play with that yeah. intensity. You still have to play with that level. And maybe you play with a little bit of anger because you say, I don't want to be down here. So yeah. let's pick it up a little bit. Do- and I'm not knocking Matt Luff. I'm right. just telling you, I'm, yeah, I'm conveying what was conveyed by the head coach of the rain who said, he needs an attitude adjustment. I don't know what exactly that means, but obviously there is an issue there when he plays in Ontario. Or oh. there was an issue that night. Right. I would love to know. I'm actually really curious. Would you on love that. to know? I would love to know. Uh, yeah. Do we think that having the Ontario Rain practice at Toyota makes it a little bit harder because they're not actually separating from the big club they are still in the building they're seeing the other guys practice like it's almost rubbed in their face and and also a little like sometimes i think you need maybe you don't need all the bus rides and the smaller town and the smaller crowd but i think maybe mentally to accept like i have been 
I demote is not the right word, but for whatever reason, whether it's salary cap reasons or scheduling issues or an attitude adjustment or just a numbers game, you are for whatever reason you were the guy got assigned that that got assigned. You are now, you know, making the smaller number on your two way contract. You know, you're not a star. Like you still have. I like a one more hurdle to to leap before you're you know cemented. I like that they're in the same building. I think it makes it more real for them because they see what they're missing out on. I feel like if you send them to a different rink, they're not going to the same place that the Kings are practicing at every day. It's less real. Like maybe he'd have a little bit better of an attitude. I don't know. But like this makes you, it like you said, rubs it right in your face. They're just showing you like dangling the carrot. Look where you could be. You're 15 steps away from being back with the NHL. And here you are with the, with the AHL club. Like, I, th- I think it makes it more real, and I like that. I know the the Maple Leafs do that as well. I think the Sharks the, do, too. Yeah. I, I don't like it at all. Oh, Why? Okay. I don't. And it's my personal opinion, uh, because I think, to me, they're, they're living an NHL life in the South Bay, and Ontario may be 53 miles away from Toyota Sports Center. Uh it's but, a it's, world. but it's a whole different world. So when yeah. the players were living in Ontario, Ranch Cucamonga or whatever, and they're living, you know, near the rink and they're practicing in Ontario and then they go to the games in Ontario, they're saying, sure, we're 50 miles away, but it's it's still a big step to get there. And yeah. now they're living essentially an NHL life in the South Bay, essentially as NHL players. Yeah. Yet some of them are not ever going to play in the NHL or they might get a cup of coffee in the NHL or they might get called up here and there. Yeah. And then it's, uh, it just becomes this whole thing of, well, I'm here. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're, we're here in the South Bay. We're here practicing at the same place. Our locker rooms right down the hall. I don't like, I don't like it. I think if you, if you have that separation and I'm not disagreeing, I, I understand why the, why the organization did. I'm not knocking them for doing it. I think it's great to have everyone under the same roof, but saying that, I also think that, if there is that separation, if they are in Ontario, it gives them something to look up to, to look forward to, to say, I want to I want to get to play at Staples Center. I want to get to train at Toyota Sports Center. Yeah. Now they're training there. They're working out there. They're skating there every day. They see what it is. I, I just don't know if if the drive is there or I, 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 I mean, the drive is there. But it just feels different to me than it does if you're 53 miles away. I always think about myself. If I were a player, how <laughs> I would react because I'm just so centered around myself. You guys know. But I I think about if, if I were living, working, playing, practicing in Ontario, maybe I'd sleep a little bit later. Maybe I wouldn't dress the best when I roll into the rink. I know that none of the big wigs are going to be there and I'm not going to have to put on my, my you know, um, best look for the day like I don't have to give the best look out on the ice and like I feel like when you're living like an NHL player but playing in the AHL you're gonna come to the rink a little bit earlier you're gonna say hello if you see Rob Blake standing in the hallway you're gonna maybe shoot a little bit harder when you're at practice because those windows up at the King's offices are looking right down on to you and your GM and the King's GM or are, are, you know what I mean like you're you have to put on a little bit more of a show. That's what I think. I think both things can be true, and I think it'll it would depend right on player to player whether it's good or bad. You know, you say you think about you. I, I think about me, and I yeah. just know if I was living in L.A., making the smaller number on the two way contract, and you know, let's say you're uh, Asimov, 
and you're friends with Imadio and Luff and Roy and Walker and McDermott, and now they're all making the bigger pay, you know, the bigger mm-hmm. number on their two-way contract, and they want to go hang out or they want to buy themselves a car or whatever. I'm not budgeting accordingly. I just want to play with my friends, and so yeah. I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep up with them. Yeah, and that to me, just because I was bad with money when I was younger. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's my concern. Uh, the other thing is. Uh, you, know, you think you can make it about you? I'm going to make it about me. Make it about when you. I, when I was 22, I think, uh, I got pneumonia and almost died. And to prove to myself that I was better, I went and worked in Alaska for a summer. Whoa. Just because I wanted to, like, do something absurdly oh, difficult. On a fishing boat or something? On the docks, yeah. Wow. That was close. Um, and, but the point is, I couldn't have done that. Like, I could have easily gotten a job as a longshoreman, you know, at the Long Beach Harbor or something. Yeah. Or or who knows what there were a million different things I could have done in Southern California, but I wanted to isolate and go out and prove to myself, you know, that I could survive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's maybe a little bit. Yeah. I just think that there's, when you're in Ontario, if when the players were in Ontario, the last, you know, few years, three or four seasons that they've been in Ontario in the AHL, I think it just gives you that one step up to look forward to that. Hey, I want to get to live in the South Bay. I want to get to train at TSC. I want to, I want to take this step now that they're doing it. It almost seems like there's, there's this gap between the AHL and the NHL that has kind of, uh, it's kind of, shortened up a little bit does that yeah. make sense you know what it i mean it's, it's, i mean the reality though is that if this season were going well, well we wouldn't but... be talking about this so right yeah <laughs> i mean that's yeah. ultimately it dave i want to talk to you uh speaking of uh, attitude adjustments there was a moment in the game i think it was following the second goal uh where dustin brown could be seen on the telecast mouthing uh that's uh, guitar riff awful at somebody i couldn't tell who i'm assuming the ref uh, any insight into who Dustin Brown was screaming at? No, I didn't see that. Oh, all right. I didn't see that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Carlin, was it after the first goal? Uh, first or second, I don't remember. First or second. That's awful. Like, to the ref after the call? I'm or... assuming. I just, uh, on the telecast, uh, I just saw him yelling. It was a pre- it was like a medium close-up on his face, and you could Right li- after the goal, yeah. like, happened? Uh-huh. My, uh... Within, you know, like, as they were rolling the clip of the Blues celebrating, yeah. included in that. Hmm package of uh, I didn't see that. of edits was Dustin Brown mm-hmm. telling somebody something was awful. Uh, I don't know. Somebody suggested that that St. Louis might have done a hand pass or that he wanted Oh, a- oh, oh, oh. So they thought um they thought a hand pass happened because they were in the offensive zone. Uh-huh. Hand did catch the puck. No, shush up, Siri. Hand <laughs> touched the puck and um, puck was played, but when you're in the offensive zone, it you can make a hand pass to yourself if right. you're the um the attacking the team, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, I forget who it was that caught it, but caught it, put it down to his feet, and played the puck. It's not a okay. hand pass, so it's good. Yeah, it was a good play. Yeah, yeah. but to, I think there was a lot of traffic, so I mm-hmm. feel like maybe they thought, oh, someone else must have played the puck, but that person caught it. So, and then the second incident was Dion Phaneuf uh, mixing it up in With the steam in the third or yeah. Blay. It was that was Blay in the third. Yes, yes. Th- that caused the the. Yep. F- I don't want to call it a scrum. fracas, but yeah, scrum. Yeah. Scrum of sorts. Uh, now, I s- couldn't, couldn't hear the uh, yeah. the telecast, but I saw the closed captioning. Yeah. Uh, either Jim or Alex seemed to be saying that that was what 
used to be the sort of thing to do in that situation, you know, that a veteran would try and get the attention of the other team. At that point, yeah. the score was four to nothing. I had it worked in... Okay, keep going. You had something to well, say. Well, my question is, is it even helpful at this point? Or is it just kind of yeah. like, do you roll your eyes and go like, really? Can no. we just not get out of here? No, that's what I want. Okay. So to answer your question, I don't even know how you asked it, but like what I would like to see from, from the rest of this, <laughs> yeah. the, the month that we have left, uh-huh. that's what I want to see. That's exactly what I want to see. Sort of and, faux well, posturing at a 4 nothing blowout? I also had in my notes, because I wanted to work into my questions, because I had Matt Roy after the game who got paired up with Phaneuf tonight. Michigan Tech product. I wanted to say, do you... You're too young to know about this reference, but you guys remind me of Kane and X-Pac, the tag team, because Roy is so silent and, you know, he's new and he's stoic, right? He's kind of like Kane and X-Pac's the freaking mouthy, like, I'm going to stand up for you. This the is one, my two, boy. three kid. The one. <laughs> he's just, he's just like, you know, mouthing off and, and um, being wily or whatever. And I feel like that was kind of their... He's had so many names in the WWE and WCW. But I I feel like that was kind of their (laughs) dynamic tonight. And it's a little bit necessary because I feel like there's these learning moments for Roy. Here's the thing. What's the thing? People knock Dion Phaneuf, right, for for his game. And maybe he's lost a step or two right down the line. I think, you know, we can all kind of see that, right? But but when you look at it on the ice, when you look at when you look at his grit and you look at his determination and you look at the fire in his game. Yeah. It's still there. It's lit. Like, who it's else? It's so lit. Well, he threw a big hit to start that scrum. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and he got involved and he took two guys off for the Blues. They get two penalties. We only get one out of it. So mm-hmm. we actually end up with a power play, which turns out great for the Kings. Mm-hmm. I like seeing that from Dion Phaneuf. Do you not? Is that you don't like it? It's not that I like it or don't like it. I think he's it. one of the one of the one of the guys that is really playing still playing with fire and intensity on this team. Not to say that they all don't, you know, have some kind of intensity, but I think his is still he's a he's a seasoned veteran. He's been in the league a number of years, mm-hmm. and yet he's still he could pack it in and say, I don't need to do this. Oh yeah. But yet he gets in a guy's face and he tries to pull a guy's helmet off and he gets into a push and wants to drop the gloves. Yeah. I'm all for that. I wish we'd see more of that. So I say a lot of things. Okay. okay. It's part of my job. Yep. I create hundreds, You're hundreds of hours and I don't mind that content mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is essentially me saying mm-hmm. 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 Uh, earlier this year okay. when we were introduced to Gritty uh, one of my uh, takes on Gritty was that that's not even a name that's just a thing that bad hockey teams say they it's need an adjective. to be we're gritty yeah like that's <laughs> the solution is when you're terrible you go like well, we need to be more gritty yeah. So I kind of said that and I kind of meant it in the moment that like when, the te- you know, when the Kings were really terrible in the late 90s, all of the remember the advertisement, serious hockey, yeah. hard to play against. Yeah, like every yeah. year there was some new, you know, variation on gritty. <laughs> and so now it's like we're in last place. We're down four to nothing. And oh, look, gritty. <laughs> it's just. Would you rather he just mails it in then? And I says, don't care, man. Out of hell with it. <laughs> I think that's my point. Is like I just don't care. Like it was like last game when they pulled the goalie. With so they just shouldn't care. Is what you're saying? If if you're gonna do something right, <laughs> or sorry, if you're gonna do something, do it right. Um, well, go all out. That's what I say. Yeah, but I remember. I remember this. I, let me tell I you. I don't know. Gritty. I remember losing games in college. My my freshman, sophomore, junior years, we we had really good teams, right? Yeah. And then my senior year. We had like three or four seniors, and we were just god awful. Hockey? Yeah. So, uh-huh. so, and I was the captain of the team. What so, are we? D one? So it was a punt. Division two. So captain of the team. Division two. What? Yeah. What, what college? Joseph? 
What college? Hofstra University. You got a hockey DB? Like, are you on? No, I have no hockey DB. What? So my whole, I'm not on hockey. Yes, Trust yes, me, I'm not on hockey out DB. His phone. It's Division Two club hockey. It won't be on. It won't be on hockey DB. Uh, so my goal as captain was to try to do what Dion Phaneuf would do and say, "Hey, we're gonna. Prob- there's a good chance we're gonna lose most of our games because we're terrible. We're a terrible team. Okay. But we can win the game in other ways. We can win battles. We yeah. can. We can be tough, like you were saying. You can be tough to play against. Yeah. You can still play gritty. You can still play physical. You can still play like Brendan Leipzig. You can still play gritty and physical, <laughs> you didn't like, that. like Dion Phaneuf, <laughs> and you can get in guys' face. So that was my role: is to get in guys' faces and push and shove and cross check and slash and hook and do whatever, just to try to make it difficult for the opposing team. And we are probably going to lose the game. I realize mm-hmm. that, but at least we were going out with a fight. And that's what I like to see from Dion Phaneuf: is that he's not going to go down without a fight. I one hundred percent agree. That's that's exactly what I, I want to see from him. I like to see that fire, even if there's three minutes left in the game. I still like to see that fire. I want to know that these guys want to win, exactly regardless right. of exactly what right. position they're in. I wanted to win. I, I I had a good feeling we weren't going to win most of the games, which we didn't. But you tried. But I tried, and I gave it everything that I could do to try to win that game or to try to make it more difficult for the other team to win the game. And I think that's what he was trying to do tonight. I don't. I wouldn't want to see him pack it in and say, I'm not going to throw this hit. I'm not going to get yeah. into a scrum. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to try to start a fight. Hey, you're going to play the way you're going to play, or you shouldn't be playing at all. Earn your paycheck. That's it. That's it. Jesse? Did you find anything on Dave? No. I did not. <laughs> it's, it's blank. Uh, I found Dave Taylor on Sports Reference. Ooh, close. Ooh. I've, I've not, and not that Dave Taylor, but a different Dave Taylor. <laughs> and not the Dave Taylor that I knew from Long Beach. Anyway. Um, <laughs> wow. There's a lot of Dave Taylors in the world. Wait, they cover the Taylor Swift banner for the Clippers, but not for us? Yeah. This is... This we're, is poopy. We're through the looking hole. Yeah, it's four. Uh, I would never accuse Dion Phaneuf of not trying to win. Just like I would never accuse but you act like you Kyle don't like Clifford it. Right. or Trevor Lewis you don't like of not trying to win. You don't like it. Why don't you like it? Uh, it's not. It's, uh, like is not exactly the right word. I don't care for it. Okay. What do you care for? Uh, going home before midnight. <laughs> um, <laughs> if it's just to me, it's when it's four to nothing or like the other night when it's three to one and they pull the goalie with less than a minute left. There are just these moments that, to me, feel like theater. Okay. That it's like, well, we're losing. This stinks. But we have to do something to prove to somebody that we're trying. And my attitude is kind of, you don't need to do it for me. Like, I don't need, I don't, I don't enjoy being pandered to. Mm. This is a fight I've had with people my entire life. Some people are like, well, I don't even like being pandered to. Being pandered to is awesome. People come to you and give you what they think you want and tell you what they think you want to hear. It's rad. And I go, nah, it's usually not. Yeah. I, I don't enjoy it personally. So this team stinks. This game stunk. And so I don't need the scrum where nobody gets punched and nobody gets bloodied and nothing really happens except that it gets extended three extra minutes. Okay, but Because somebody feels the need to... Do their performance. If they don't do the theater, though, then the opposite effect happens where everybody's up in arms about it. Like the time that Willie DeJardins did not call a challenge on that quick goal from Mm -hmm. like four games ago. It was the last game on this most recent road trip that they just got back from where it was like a really big deal. Mm -hmm. And if if he had just challenged it, even though, okay, the season stinks and we're not going to the playoffs and these games don't matter, whatever. It's just the the. What's what's the word? The heart or the the 
It's well, what time it, is it? It's well, late. What then time? everyone is saying. Then everyone <laughs> said. And what words? Did, what did everyone say after after he didn't challenge it? Why didn't he challenge it? Exactly. Why you, so why why wouldn't Dion Phaneuf throw a hit? Why wouldn't Dion Phaneuf try you to start us? I'm fine with throwing that. That's just the game. You, you have, have to play to. the game until the clock hits Even zero. Even when the yeah. results don't matter and you think it's crappy and the hockey's crappy, you just gotta. S- I believe the preferred nomenclature is poopy. Poopy. <laughs> five. I think we're at seven. No. I, oh God. I've been counting. Oh man. Um. But yeah, yeah, I don't hate it. Like I said, I just I just don't need it. You know, like I, it's. What do you need? I want to talk about your needs. I thought he. I thought I thought he was a one much of, longer I, episode. Oh I thought God. he was one of the one of the few guys tonight that I don't want to say stepped up because it's not the right term, but one of the guys who showed that fire tonight to say, "Hey, we're not going down without a fight. We're losing. It's it's a it's a poopy game." Yeah. Six. But but we're not going down without a fight. We're still we're still going to battle the way we'd normally battle yeah. if it was a four three game, right? But now. I have a really terrible counter to that, which is they lost four to nothing. They went down without a fight. There was a little bit. Somebody's of, trying. There was some. There was some I'll tiny fights. Here's here's my analogy. Yeah. There were some tiny fights. We're going to relate it to a forest fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was like some little okay, kin- smoky bear kindlings here uh-huh. where they were creating creating spot fires, right? But the spot fires never connected and created a full blown forest fire. We had a little spot fire like Dion Phaneuf. We had a little spot fire like Brendan Leipzig. I even think Kempe kind of popped up a little with a little spark too. So there were there were some sparks and they were spotting all around, but none of them connected. Nothing was consistent between the four lines that were playing. There was no like true team fire where it was like we are doing something right. We are connecting passes <laughs> that just didn't exist. Didn't exist. But they tried. Can I, some sparks. can I say this? My my question is, what where is do it? I even start? <laughs> at the uh, top. No, well, I, I look at the power plays we had tonight. What were we, two power plays tonight? Uh, Something to that sure. effect, yeah. right? And, and and there's, like, Kopi's down in the corner near the goal line, and there's a, a player on the face-off dot, and he's got he's surrounded by two guys or sometimes three guys, and there's a wide-open person on the point. And each time, and I'm not playing Kopi for this, it happened with other guys too, but I just remember the one, tries to feed the puck to the face-off dot, to the guy who's covered by two or three guys. And I don't know if that's coaching or if it's a player trying to force it or whatever it is. Again, I'm not picking a Kopi. What is happening there? Like, there's a guy wide open at the point. I was taught in mites, get it to the open guy at the point, let him get a shot on net, crash the net, get a rebound. Two or three times tonight, I saw guys trying to force it into that slot area or, you know, the dot and try to put the puck where it will not go, no matter how hard you try. And I just, I shake my head and I say, why are we doing that again? Why, what, where does that come from? Kovalchuk was open three times in the Montreal game at the top of the left faceoff circle. And, and he was the guy, I think, who was on the right point tonight. And like tapping his stick, going, give yeah, me the puck. And, and the and, first time they got it to hmm. him, he wasn't ready. The second time, they just never got it to him. And the third time they got it to him three feet away from where they needed to get it to him. And that's when I sent my little tweet that said, he's the opposite of Ovechkin. Now you know it's coming, but you don't have to worry about it. So you think the guys are keying on Kovalchuk and that's why they're not passing him the puck at the point? No, because in the Montreal game, they were passing it to him. It just didn't connect. Just didn't, doing yeah. a terrible right, job okay. of doing it. Uh, Tonight, I didn't see one attempt even. My Right, that's my point. So there are some things that I will always attribute to coaching. And that's goals given early, given up early or late in a game or period. That happened tonight. Yeah, it sure did <laughs> twice, uh, both early and late. Early in the and second. late. Yeah. Uh, special teams play. Yep. And I forget the other one, 
but <laughs> but there's just some things that are coaching, right? And and this is what I was screaming at Dennis the other night because we are fighting. Mm. Um, exactly. <laughs> but um, but no, I said to him at the end of the game uh, the other night, you know, his sort of take on it is, you know, the coaching staff is terrible. Um, the coaching staff has to have twenty partners in a game. The players have to listen and want to be coached. And my argument is that the reason John Stevens got fired and the reason that they got swept by the Golden Knights last year and the reason that all of these red flags were popping up, you know, a year ago Mm -hmm. is that the players haven't been partners to the coaching staff Mm -hmm. for the better part of two seasons now. So, yeah, Willie Desjardins makes some weird decisions and Marco Sturm is a brand new voice and there may be, you know, stranger issues. I almost said stranger danger. Um, you know what I mean? Like there might be getting used to him. Maybe there's a language barrier, but I mean, he speaks perfectly good English. I, I, but you know what I mean? Like it's a cobbled together coaching staff in a tough situation. Uh, my understanding is that Dave Lowry is here because he's worked with Desjardins uh, and maybe even Sturm, I think, before. So, I mean, like, he has familiarity with the team as well as with the coach. Blah, 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 blah. The players have to... Buy in. Yeah, and they clearly haven't, so... So that's why they weren't um, passing the puck to the point. Well, no, the I, just, I just think it, it, makes a, it makes what could be a problem exponentially worse. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm not going to defend the coaching staff. We, we have covered numerous times some of the decisions that we don't understand or don't agree with said time and time again we don't know what the instructions they've been given are so we have no idea how adequately they're you know equipped yeah so yeah. you know people say like well the reason loves isn't getting minutes is because it's a tank job why would they put a guy who can and I go like nah i don't buy that yeah but maybe maybe i don't know um but yeah if the if the coaching staff is saying for god's sake hit kovalchuk for the one time or at the top of the yeah. left face circle and they're not doing it yeah what's he supposed to do He's gone at the end of the year. Everybody knows it. I mean, it's the worst kept secret in hockey. Um, Wait, what? (laughs) Which one? The coach? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is it, though? (laughs) Look, nothing. Well, (laughs) I mean, on a scale of one to ten, how surprised would you be if Willie Desjardins was named the permanent head coach in the offseason? Carl? One, one being not surprised at all, ten being. Did you guys try my um, Fritos that were stale earlier? They really were. They were. I stale. just don't. I. I don't. I. I, did, I just shook my head. I saw it two or three times tonight, and I yeah. just said, "Well, they, they're going to the well again on this." What? Mm. Put your head up for a second and look. There are three white jerseys surrounding the guy on the faceoff dot. Why are you passing the puck to the guy who's yeah. surrounded by three white jerseys when there's a wide open guy twelve feet away from you? Like, what are we trying to do here? I just don't. It's just frustrating to watch after a while. And I shake my head and I say, what what has happened? Well, and I'm sorry to refer back to the Montreal game again, but it's the only game where they've scored a goal recently. Um, <laughs> the pass that Dowdy made to Luff mm, mm-hmm. was not. Uh, he didn't have a ton of space or room to operate. Right. Both guys. were. I mean, mm. Luff wasn't super covered, but he was he was open in the slot. Yeah. Dowdy got him the puck. And before the man could shift over and try and di- to disrupt the shot. Yeah. He found the space and, yep. he, and he fired it. Yep. Yeah. Do that <laughs> on the power play. Right. It's not. Seems easy. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, they shoot when they pass, when they should pass. They pass when they should shoot. It's been that kind of a season. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And that's why I ask, like, with a month left, uh, like, what can be done? You know, you're not going to fire anybody. You can't <laughs> trade anybody. 
You can't. Jesse's staring at the ground right now. You can't cancel so. the games. <laughs> uh, no, we can't. So I, I asked the officials if we could play running time in the third tonight, and they said no. Yeah, yeah. I tried. He tried. Yeah, I tried. It's like it's just what do you? I mean, what are you gonna do? You keep coming to the rink, and you keep getting your head caved in. I keep saying it. I just want to see effort. I don't care. I don't. I don't subscribe to the lose for Hughes. They're professional hockey players. That's being, right. Paid a big sum of money to perform. Do you subscribe to this lottery for the lottery? No. It's not bad, right? It's good. I like it. Not bad. I'm on board. It's not bad. No, I don't. I I don't. I really truly don't. And I don't I don't think they do either. I don't. I I, I think this has to be hard on on the veterans. Just hard, yeah. You know, for the Kopitars, the Browns, the Dowdies, the Quicks, the The Lewises, the Cliffords, the Martinez. All those guys. guys. It's gotta be because they've been they've They've been to the top of the mountain, and now they're at at the bottom of the of the foothills. And you're saying, "Wow, can like, I well, how out, do we get here? And can how I do we get out back?" Quick there, though. Sure, because huh. like, poor dude. I mean, who? Quick. Oh, he. I mean, he had some saves two nights. Yes, he did. And then as he, he typically just does, getting hung out. To, like, I get it. At some point, you have to look at the numbers and go. The dude carries some of the responsibility for a sub nine hundred save percentage and a goals against the some, three. but. But not all of it. No. Like, tonight is just, no. oh, what are you going to do, man? But you're also playing with Sean Walkers yeah, and Matt and, Roy's and Curtis McDermott's yeah, yeah. and guys like that every single night. And not a knock on those guys. but Hey, Matt Roy, no minus tonight. What did I say? No you, minus. You just said Matt Roy, no minus tonight. No minus, oh, right. You go. Can't put him in that. It's my boy. Can't put him in that it's my boy, Roy. category. Michigan Tech. Yeah. Boom. Husky. Upper Peninsula guy. A, a youper. Well. Oh, was is he, wasn't was he born in Ray. He was. You no, know, we call him a troll because he's from the uh, lower peninsula of Michigan, which is below below the bridge. Ah, we call him trolls like when it. you're from the UP. I like it. Yeah. What do we do, you guys? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. What do we do? Wrap up this podcast? Yeah. Are we? No. What? <laughs> I mean, we, we're having fun. Can we talk about other things? Like, what are you doing this weekend? How about that Ryan O'Reilly? Going I'm going to a birthday for one-year-old twins. Well, what's Can we tell the story? Oh. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we were about to embark on our journey to walk up to the podcast uh-huh. area. And we're downstairs on the event level. Um, opposing team players can take that elevator to see friends and family and people who are visiting. So um, that's where they line up. Dave and I were talking about whatever we are talking about. And Mike from Game Entertainment was like, oh, podcast crew. And we're like, yeah, podcast crew. Woo. And Dave, um, noticing who's standing next to him, gives him a little nudge and says, yeah, somebody's got to talk about that Ryan O'Reilly goal. It was Ryan O'Reilly. I like that. Huh? And he was like, he so, got a big kick out of it. He, he got had a big smile on his big face. Big smile. He loved totally. It. Like, because he was standing there, you know, not being bothered at all. No one's knowing who he is or I just rushing him. by. Yeah. I acknowledge he him. gave him the nudge. It was it was it was a good bro moment. They broed down. <laughs> Maybe he'll come to LA someday. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about that Tarasenko goal? Uh yes. <laughs> yeah. He's got a bullet, doesn't he? That quick, was a shot. Quick Woo. release. A quick yeah. release. That was a he just that was called a snipe. Yeah. <laughs> that was one I mean that's one of those ones where you go, if that was one of our guys Nobody's. We're not criticizing the other team's goalie. We're oh just going, no! We're just going. No. How do you stop that? Yeah, that's, how do you stop you that? Do, I didn't. You don't even see the puck mm-hmm. in the air. No, it's that's that a fast. laser beam. Like yeah. that, just sink. Yeah. Like, pretty that's good. Far, far corner. Like, it's pretty yeah. good. Jeez, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. Good. You look at their lineup, though. I mean, they got guys: 25, 26, 27 goals. Some of these guys. Yeah. Like, three, four guys. We don't I mean, have that, anybody in the twenties yet. Yeah, and and that coaching change, like I said earlier, they hired Bruby what in November, I think it was, when mm-hmm. they hired him, and then they just went on a tear. They get this kid who's who's unheard of, and then comes in and stops pretty much everything the rest of the way, and now they're third in the 
central. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I, I, what do you say about that? I yep. mean, you'd think a coaching change would do that. That's why you make the coaching change, right? To light a fire under your guys and say, hey, maybe the, the message isn't getting through to the players. And now apparently it is because they're in a playoff spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show you what, what you know the right coaching change can do. And, and, it, and apparently it's worked for St. Louis. They're in a playoff spot separated by like, what, like eight points now from the wild card or something? It's crazy. Or were they six? It's crazy. And they were last in the league yeah. when they made the coaching change. Yeah. They yeah. were last in the league. So that's a heck of a terror to go on for the St. Louis team. It is. We're not going to do uh, play of the game. We're not? Bozak goal! Because Whoa. there wasn't. But let's do player of the game. Uh, Carlin? Well, I thought Brendan Leipzig, for me, was a player of the game. I know I've said his name like 17 times tonight. In Almost the as much as poop. Poopy. He wasn't poopy tonight. Six. He I I feel like when we talk about the fire and effort, this is a guy who wants to continue playing on this team. And while he might not put up goals to show and the effort that he's making, he creates space around the puck, whether he's throwing a body and trying to move somebody else off the puck or creating a place for another player to come in like he's he's a space creator and that's a huge part of the game i think he does that really well even if he's not putting up points while he's doing it was he onside or offside on that he was onside he dragged his toe just perfectly enough and here's my freaking beef with that as soon as that happened i said he's onside if i'm a linesman i'm keeping my mouth quiet because he's about to go on a freaking tear right he's gonna have he's going to have a shot at a goal let him score let the smart dumb or smart the smart dumb the smart opposing team challenge it and then find out if it's offside or not that bothered me so badly because maybe if it were you know four people stopped up at the blue line and you really truly can't tell and maybe there's no chance for a goal right away like that eh, tweet okay whoops that was a bad thing it was because of how much space he had like i said he's a space maker how much space he had and the chance for an actual goal like don't call that. Let it happen. Challenge it later if it ends up being a goal. But screw that. I agree. I'm so mad. Oh, go the Fritos. Fritos. I go the Fritos. Pissed. That was me after what the were we talking goal. about? Dave, uh, <laughs> play, player of the game? Uh, Jonathan Quick. Okay. Uh, by default. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what else I can even say about it. He made some great saves. You said it Paddle a few save minutes again. ago. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he goes he goes laterally better than any goalie in the league. Oh, yes. Yeah, He's so athletic. Probably the most athletic goalie in the NHL. Uh, made some great saves tonight. Could have been 6-7 zip tonight, and mm-hmm. he kept it at 4. And he can't do anything on the Tarasenko goal. So I say Jonathan Quick because I really don't know who else to say at this I, point. I just said the same thing. He made two big, big Jonathan Huge. Quick saves. Yeah. yeah. And then he got hung out to dry and got beaten by one. Tarasenko bullet. What are you going to do? Right. You know, if the right. Kings score one goal and don't give him a million odd man rushes to defend. Too many odd <laughs> you know, man rushes. Maybe they're not in last place. I wonder if he goes to bed at night and he's like, oh, two on one. Three on one. <laughs> so I referenced this. In, Wakes up uh, in a cold sweat. Four on one. I referenced this in a podcast on I o. did with Patrick O'Neill. <laughs> but the aforementioned gig I had in Alaska yeah. gave me nightmares about giant numbers uh, floating past me as I was trying to stop them from getting by me. And that so wow. I could well imagine he had similar. This just took a turn. Similar <laughs> dreams. What do you have bad dreams yeah, about? Yeah, Dave. What do you have bad dreams Oh, uh, we don't want to go there. I dream about tsunamis. Really? <laughs> yeah. I hate ocean waves. Have you seen that one? What The movie, the 
Oh, no, I'm blanking. Sharknado? No, no, no. It's about an actual tsunami. Tsunami? Is no. it called? No. I don't even remember. What it's I have bad dreams, but to this day, so I started in radio when I was 16 years old, mm-hmm. and we used to play records, right? That's how old I am. What are those? Right. So uh, my dream was that, like, the record got to the end and was just, like, skipping. You know, uh, it was going, and I could, I wasn't there to, like, change the record. So I still have these dreams at my age now, and this was, like, 30 years ago when I started. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God, that record stopped. And I wake up, and I'm like, oh, crap, I don't work in radio anymore. That's like, the, deep. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I still have a recurring dream where I'm late to my last job. Or I've been there for two hours, but I forgot to do whatever I was supposed to do for right. prep, and my boss shows up, and is, and I'm, like, very proud of myself, like, <laughs> I'm here, and she's like, yeah, where's the van, where's the stuff, like, where's oh my everything we need to do our jobs, and I'm like, oh. I've also had dreams that I didn't actually graduate from college, that I didn't, like, take enough credits to. <laughs> That's my reality. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> so you can kind of see where I'm coming from. But but I did, and I go back and check it. And I'm like, oh, I did actually graduate. I do have a, a, a diploma. Or when you wake up in a cold sweat from one of these dreams, how long does it take you to to process that it was a dream and you're actually... About like, a half a second. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. come out of it real quick. I'm like, what am I thinking? Like it takes, takes me about two minutes. <laughs> oh, really? Where I've got to be That's like... That's a long time. Where I'm staring at the ceiling going like, if I get up now, am I going to make it to work on time? And I'm like, I don't have to... I don't, I don't have that job anymore. Like, you're fine. What about good dreams? What do you guys dream about when they're good? Yeah, I can't the talk King's about that. Winning a game. <laughs> it doesn't happen a lot. All right, I'm going to wrap it up at that point. Dave Joseph, really? thank you for joining me. Thanks, Jesse. Carlin Bay, thank you for joining me. I don't want to go. Can I have a Frito. You don't want to go? We can hang out and. See, I just want to like talk about fun stuff. You can have a Frito. Tell that's me what if the off, that's what the off season. Tell for. me if they're stale or not. I'm good. I had a yeah. pack earlier. Somebody tell me if they're stale or not. Come on, Jesse. Let's see. I've never said no to a Frito. Right, but they're like not good. They're stale. No, any Frito is they're good. They're not great. They're stale, right? Yeah. Come on. How do you no, know no. it's a Frito? No. No, it's Joe. No. I was calling Joe. Dave Joseph. Dave. I'm tired. Dave Joseph. All right. <laughs> for Garland Dave and Dave Joseph. Yes. I'm Jesse Cohen. Bye, Jesse. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. Don't eat stale Fritos. Don't eat them. <laughs>